Welcome back to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. I'm Alan Jackway, and sitting next to me, once again, Mr. James Bunnell. James, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing, Alan? Good. It's nice to be back. We, uh, we missed last week. We apologize for that. The uh, Christmas the to New Year's schedule. yeah, kind of got us down, but what can you do? We are back in time for the playoffs. We are going to try to do these all the way through the playoffs i think we're going to be able to at least do most of them we might miss one but uh we'll try to do most of them yeah and uh you know give some give some previews give some reviews and uh and all that stuff. We're going to be yeah. a little less fantasy focused, I suspect. Because your fantasy season's probably over at this point. Yeah, although, man, if you have a way to play defensive fantasy through the... Through the playoffs. Through the playoffs. Oh, we would boy. love to hear about it. That email, yeah. as always, is podcast at alanjackway.com if you have a way to do that. And especially if you have a site on which you can do that, because I do not know of one. Yeah. All right, James, for the review section, as promised two weeks ago, we are going to go over what happened in our finals, the first ever time that we've been in the fantasy championship against each other. Yeah. And to do that, you've prepared, I believe, a limerick. I have. Here's what I've got for you. With Bowman out, I faced a conundrum. Could I still rise above being humdrum? Thanks to Landon, I stayed while my team was remade. And since I won, I don't feel like a dum-dum. <laughs> For once. For once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Landon Collins has been great all year. He I hope he wins Defensive been. Player of the Year. I think he, he will. He should. I think he really has been the Defensive Player of the Year yeah, I mean, in real life, down, too. He but... slowed down a little bit at the end of the year. Just, you know, no interceptions over those last, looks like, seven weeks. Yeah. But, uh, six weeks. But it's, but I, I still but the think play, he... Yeah. I mean, week 16, nine tackles. Uh, some of them for tackles for losses, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. Like, yeah, I think he still oof. earned it. Yeah pretty comfortably and i i suspect he'll get it i don't know who the other options are but i i suspect i mean i do know who the other options are and i suspect he'll get it i think he he outshines someone like khalil Mack, who we'll talk about later in the yeah in the thing you know i i like quan alexander a lot this year but i Quan-Ale- think collins has been better quan alexander the was the person on your team i was most scared of um, yeah and it was well uh, I, he was good. Him and Joey Bosa, actually. I was truly terrified of Joey Bosa. Well, and he got 12 and a half, which, which for a defensive is, end... Oh I mean, it's boy. more than your two defensive ends combined. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's something. But unfortunately, the rest of my team couldn't hold. I mean, you know, we did a preview last week, and we basically said we went position by position, and we said yeah. I had the advantage at a couple. One of them was defensive end, which yep. held true. Yes. And one of them was linebacker, but we didn't realize that both Vontae's Perfect and Luke Keekley weren't going to play. Right. Which is, that's, <laughs> that I don't, really, the I fact that, that you were able to field linebackers after losing those two is still impressive. Yeah, and the linebackers like, weren't even the, you know, the real problem I had is just my second cornerback and my second defensive end really were not Yeah, great. And my safeties, who we talked at the beginning about how both of our teams have a lot of good safeties. Yeah. My safeties only came through with six points each for Bethay and Cyprian. Yeah. So what can you do? Whereas you, of course, got 13 from, from Landon, Landon Collins, Collins. As, as you do pretty much every week. Yeah. So. He's really, as like I said, the when I 
in week four when Navarro Bowman, after week four, when Bowman went on the injured reserve list, I was like, well, that's not great because my linebacker car was good but not deep. And I was sort of, I was, I was almost sure that that was the end of my team, right? Yeah. And so I've been playing a rotating door of linebackers. Basically, since week four, well, Preston Brown and Paul Pajlesny, when they were healthy and yeah. not on by, uh, and then and and besides that, I've been playing just a rotating door of linebackers at the third linebacker slot in my defensive player position, and yeah. hitting on Co Moore in this last week. He was a guy that I was really interested in in the beginning of the season, and then he got cut from the Colts, and and wasn't playing for anybody for a long time and Arizona re-signed him that like in that with three weeks left to go in the season or something yep. like that and he just he showed up boy did he yeah, show up I mean up. 14 yeah. points and then 13 and a half for those two those last two playoff weeks and then 15 and a half yeah. if you play week 17 which yeah. as we always say you shouldn't you but shouldn't. if you do yeah. 15 and a half points I mean you're gonna have to think about maybe keeping him I'm definitely on what team keep, yeah he winds up on, depending on his contract on situation team. yeah I definitely want to keep him for the next because Navarro Bowman was my big keeper from last year but he would be he's just too expensive yeah. Uh, th- this year for me to keep, but uh, yeah, but I think a player, you know, if you're in a keeper league, this is our our actionable advice for the week. That might mm-hmm. be a player that you can pick up and basically keep for nothing next year. He probably wasn't valuable in your league. No, and, I would suspect yeah. not in most leagues. And you know, if you look at his early weeks and his the end of weeks, he's had a pretty strong beginning and end of the season. Yeah, so. he's clearly a capable football player. Right? Yeah, so I, I think Seymour Moore is, is definitely interesting. Obviously, we'll see what happens to Arizona. They yeah. Kinda, I mean, they didn't bottom out exactly, but that team was sort of bad. They Well, yeah, Carson Palmer regressed. He didn't, yeah. he couldn't play, he couldn't sustain that truly insane level of performance Well, but their defense the regressed, their too. Their defense just, definitely regressed, too. Yes, that know, is true. Sad, but... Yeah. We'll see. Well, but, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, while I was freaking out about linebackers, the saving grace for my team was that Landon Collins was scoring 12 yeah. points a week for me. Yeah. So it, that's, he's really what kept me in this whole season, basically. Yeah, so hopefully uh, hopefully players picked him up. People yeah. listen to us early in the year when we said that you should pick, pick him, him up. up. And yeah. If they did, they'd be happy. So I don't want to go too far into this, but the, the final score, 96.5 for James, 66 for me. And uh, he's the first ever, I guess, Impenetrable Fortress podcast championship. That's true. Champion. Yeah. James, there are four playoff games this week. That's right. And I have attempted to write a limerick that encompasses all four. Excellent. um, I I am so excited to hear this. Yeah, I think next week, you know, next week we'll probably try to do... A limerick, two limericks. Maybe one of us will take the, the AFC and one of us will take the NFC. You could just pick the two but, good games. <laughs> yeah, that would have been easy this week because there's only one good game this week. Yeah. But, I mean, there's maybe. Well, it depends. Well, on well, there might be some good games. There might be more than two good games next week. Usually, actually, so. usually next week is better. This week's a little yeah. rough, as we will get to. <laughs> Um, but so here is my my limerick, and then I guess we'll discuss them one by one, and we'll be on. We'll be moving out of here. Limerick begin. Cameron Wake, Ansa, Vernon, and Mack will spend much of the week on attack. Can the Seahawks line thrive or backups stay alive? And can Collins slow down the pack? Oh, that's a really good one. I tried to get 
everything in. I think he did. Um, let's start with the first. Let's start with the first game. Sure. Chronologically. Yeah. And that is Raiders at Texans. Oh boy. I'm not. I mean, okay. <laughs> so we love Khalil Mack. He's amazing. We talk about him almost every week. Obviously, still no J.J. Watt for the Texans. But also, J.J. Watt's not J.J. Watt right now, currently. Yeah, so. I'm just saying it would have been great if this was a matchup of Khalil Mack versus J.J. Watt. You know, I, I mean, it's hard yeah. to say J.J. Watt's old guard. I don't think he's actually that old, but like the new, you know, the yeah. new pass rushing sensation versus the old one. Uh, but instead, you have Khalil Mack rushing against Brock Osweiler, and you have... Uh, I, I mean, Jadavian Clowney, Clowney, who's yeah, been very and good. Whitney Merciless, and right? Whitney Merciless, who's also been pretty good, rushing against either Connor Cook or Matt McGloin. Yeah, and neither of those sound great. Although they are both alliterative. That is true. Yeah. Um, and neither of these teams, the rest of them are all that exciting, right? They both have kind of good defensive lines and kind yeah. of bad secondaries, as we've talked about. And yeah. I don't think there's much, you know, I mean, you know, if, if we, if there were defensive if you had a draft kings for defensive fantasy yes. football i you know i'm i'm you'd, you'd pick khalil mack yeah and, and maybe clowny maybe clowny and, and then I, you'd leave this game alone <laughs> i it would be my temptation is to try yeah. to get out of this game at that point how cool would it be if the raiders re-signed charles woodson just for the playoffs this oh year? i would play i mean I guess you don't know if he's in shape or not, but, but I would, I would be play, to him. play him yeah. because he could get a he could get a pick from Brock Osweiler. Easily. Why not? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. I I would love the... that. I don't know that I've been more excited about a player playing games that I didn't like regularly watch than Charles Woodson. It was it was ever. really great, and he was a lot of fun and it does make you wish that the nfl did that thing baseball does where they let you keep an extra 10 people around during the yeah. playoffs yeah roster expansion disaster or not but uh... i think it might make the playoffs better actually for football it yeah. kind of makes people often say that in baseball it makes september worse because you just flood that roster with pitchers and then there's like 12 pitching changes per game and the games take even longer yeah. but i think in football that might actually raise the quality of play well, you, you could imagine, especially if you extended the trade deadline along with it, you can yeah. imagine teams really kind of gearing up for that playoff push. And yeah. It would be sort of interesting. I think it so. would improve the quality of the playoffs, although yeah. I guess it might it might anger people who, I don't know, feel like, you know, trade yeah. deadline trades aren't... Like, in the in the, the baseball mentality is that you definitely, you do exactly that. You definitely, you wait until, like, two-thirds of the way through the season, and then if you're in playoff contention, you, you gear up and you trade away all your prospects for the stuff that you need to win right now, and you just become, try to become a juggernaut for the playoffs. And I feel like football doesn't work that way. Yeah. But should it? I, well, but, well I, I mean, I like it in baseball, so I probably should like it in football, too. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. What can you do? Yeah. All right, we got real distracted. Sorry. Next game, Lions at Seahawks. Boring? I mean, defensively. Yeah. The most the most interesting thing to me about this game, and the, the reason I said can the Seahawks line thrive, is that Ziggy Ansah has, like, two sacks over the whole year. Right. And I think the Lions are, I, I remember reading it earlier today, it's like 30th or something like that in total sacks that's not good um it's not good and it's probably gonna be their downfall sometime 
But man, if you could imagine them turning it on and getting a bunch of sacks against any team, it has to be the Seahawks. Yeah, their offensive line. Offensive if, line. I, if I can just borrow a quote from Pro Football Focus this week, the Seahawks over the last three years have spent like $58 and some change on their offensive line. And it's just the, it shows so much. Like yeah. that line is, a, they would, they'd honestly almost be better off just with like seven traffic cones yeah. just placed in front of russell wilson at the beginning of every play with maybe a little spring thing to give him the football (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so the result is that after 16 weeks of saying that there's no defensive ends to recommend all we're going to recommend this episode is defensive ends because i really would be interested in ansa if he was cheap against uh, the sea that terrible seahawks line totally yeah i can totally get behind that pick i like that a lot what can you do? And on and the Seahawks side, you know, their defense is really good. That's probably where you're loading up. I think the Lions love those kind of short throws, and you can yeah. imagine getting a lot of points out of Cam Chancellor on those short tackles or out yeah. of uh, K.J. Wright or someone like that. Yeah. I think those are, or Bobby, Bobby Wagner, Wagner, any of those players, I think would be pretty, pretty interesting from a stats perspective. But I don't know what's, you know, I think this game really lives and dies on whether the Seahawks line can get it together enough to keep people moving. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, moving into Sunday, next game is Dolphins at Steelers. This is maybe my favorite game of, of the weekend. Um, I mean, I like the next one. But yes, I think this game is legitimately interesting. You have um, Dolphins have Cameron Wake playing really quite excellent alongside Ndamukong Sue. Yeah. That's and a, who did they? Was They're the ones that put the hit on, uh, was it Bryce Petty for the, think the Jets right. where they just... Just those two, two, they both met at Bryce Petty yes. at the same moment, and he looked like it was his least favorite moment that had happened to him in his life. Yeah, after he did. that. Um, and we'll see how that works against the Steelers, whose you know, offensive line is decent and Roethlisberger is pretty elusive. Yeah, but, he's uh, got that reputation for being nearly impossible to take down. Yeah, so. and that Dolphins pass defense is not, uh, it's not, not spectacular, great as we've talked about, so yeah, um. I don't know. I think that this game's maybe the one I feel like I have the least good read on. Uh, you know, the Steelers' defense has actually been pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah, somehow James um, Harrison is still making himself a, yes. a force to be reckoned with. He is. Even though he's like 70 years old or something like that. I feel like he's been on the Steelers and then cut from the Steelers five times. I, that may legitimately be true. <laughs> it's happened at least once, and maybe yeah. as many as five times. Yeah, so I, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, and at some level, you know, it's easy to say that this game comes down to whether Matt Moore can keep the Dolphins in it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think a lot of these games, you really can imagine, at least in the three games we've gone through so far, you can imagine the defensive line being really from either team factor. being the deciding factor, right? You yeah, can imagine Jadevian Clowney's hitting the various Oakland backup quarterbacks. <laughs> you can imagine be. Cleo Max doing the same thing. And yeah. you can imagine Ziggy Ansah streaming around the outside. And you can imagine Michael Bennett slamming into Stafford. Yep. And same with this game. Um, I really think any of these games, you can you can definitely make a case that whoever plays the best on the defensive line is really what's going to decide it. Yep. I'm not sure that's true of our last game, this which is, is Giants a... at Packers. Although if it is true, it means the Giants are going to win. Yeah. Because the Packers' defensive line is fine, but it's only okay. Now, so this is a thing where, like, 
the Giants' defense is stellar. Like, well, their yeah, defensive been, line is stellar. They've been playing really well. Their of course, Landon Collins is, well. is, really, is amazing. Well, and Dominic rogers Cromarty had That's one of the prettiest true. interceptions yeah. of the year to end Washington's season yeah, last that week. Was, it hurt me, but it hurt me in a way, but I appreciated it. Yeah. It was so, it was, I couldn't be mad. It was too good. And the Packers' offense is... I mean, what was Aaron Rodgers said? You know, it was like they had to win out to make it to the playoffs. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers was like, "Don't worry, we got, got this," yeah. and they and they got it. <laughs> yeah, because he's amazing. This might be this might be the best defense in the NFL going up against the best offense in the NFL. Yeah, it might be at least in terms of how they've been playing recently. I think yeah. that's reasonable, and I think it's going to be fun. And obviously, in yeah. this podcast, we usually root for defense. Yeah. Uh, neither of us, I think, are fans of the Giants Not on account particularly. of our normal rooting interest. But at some but, level, yeah. it is kind of fun to watch Landon Collins and you know see if he can really be a force the way he has been, and whether their defensive line can can keep Aaron Rodgers from doing his Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is you know as much as people talk about quarterbacks like Russell Wilson being these like elusive pocket presences that like make place happen by extending things i actually think aaron Rodgers is the best at that in football just yeah because he's, he's like insane. sneaky sneaky runny fast right like you <laughs> as th- they say yeah you think you when you go to russell wilson you're like oh yeah he can run or cam newton oh yeah he can run right yeah. like and you talk about aaron Rodgers, and you don't really think that but actually he's like sneaky athletic and also like elusive like you said is is a really good word to describe him he just just difficult to trap, difficult to pin down, and easy to underestimate. Yep. Yep, yep. So, I again, I think that's the game I'm most interested in, but I like both of those Sunday games. I might take yeah. Saturday <laughs> Saturday off, you know? Yeah, I think <laughs> Those maybe. Sunday games, I think, are both pretty interesting from a, from a football and from a defensive perspective, so... Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. We'll talk about it next week, and we'll yeah. talk about, you know, what's going to happen uh, once we get these... I, I wouldn't necessarily say defensively matchups. stronger teams. Actually, it's kind of interesting that <laughs> this is divisional really, round teams yeah. are not that great on defense. But, Almost uh, all of them are sort of stalwart offensive competitors. Yeah. So. Um, but we'll talk about that next week, and I think yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. Our theme and interstitial music is Dear Eliza by Ned and the Dirt. Uh, you can get their album in the new year, I guess. Why not? Probably. You missed, you missed the gift, most gift opportunities. But, but uh, maybe you want it as a Martin Luther King Jr. Day gift. Maybe. Or mm-hmm. a Valentine's Day gift. There you go. Or a President's Day gift. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of holidays early A lot of holidays, year. yeah. It's because it's cold and we need something to distract we, ourselves from, from the uh, cold. From the dark yeah. and the cold. So. Yep, yep. Uh, hit of the week. I mean, it's tempting to say Dominic Rogers cromartie ending I was uh, honestly, Washington season. I was honestly going to suggest that because <laughs> it, it felt like a hit to me, that's for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, it, and it was also beautiful. Like, it was. It really yeah. was. I mean, it's not that often that you see a defensive player making a toe-tap catch, yeah. basically. <laughs> it's just, you've got to... Again, it's a thing where, like, I'm just not even upset about it. It was so, it was so beautiful looking. Just, just an incredible moment of football that happened. It was. Yeah. Um, although you should be a little upset because Washington at Seattle would be a winnable game and you'd have a chance. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's like a rematch from three or four from years the ago. RG3. From the RG3 years. 
Yeah, but with but any but yeah, what can you do? That. Yeah, but yeah, I do? think that's an appropriate hit of the week um, to end to end the regular season off. Uh, we should be back next week talking the wild card round and preparing for the divisional round, so that'll be good. Yeah, and uh, that'll do it. From Alan and James, stay, stay low. low.